0: Have tump. you ever
1: heard that word tump?
0: I had never heard that.
1: See, you say it again.
2: Tump, tump? No, See, that. they had to like
3: use it. I, I, that's it. like don't don't tump that over. You're about to tump the drink. I thought they were joking.
2: Over. No, I haven't heard that
1: one. If you know So they
0: they use it interchangeably like tip over or like dump something over.
2: Yeah. Don't I tump it heard over. That one. Tump.
1: Callie used the example of like tumping over a canoe. Yeah. Like a canoe oh. tumps over? Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat>
2: Yeah, because you if got you any think words about it, you, yeah, yeah. What? Do you say it? Let's see. No, <laughs> I, uh I don't think I have any words. <laughs> I used to say alone, like, oh, I think I was in high school, and this is just so like hood or something. I don't know, but I, I used to take words and put them together. But I'd be like, you figure dig me, like you figure <laughs> you dig, me? Uh, dig me, you <laughs> figure dig you me, dig? Yeah. you know, because I need to know it both. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I need you to feel me. I need you to dig me, 'cause I'm about to go. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? No. But I, I've i never heard that one. What never was that Tom? again? Hmm?
3: What was that again? F- figure dig me. F- figure dig me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Like That's kinda like I'm i it's, like, it's like Finda, Finda before Finda. before. Uh-huh. before uh-huh.
0: Like, the yeah. Finda.
3: Finda. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) People
0: are going to listen to this podcast and start saying
3: that word.
2: Oh, gosh. Was that recorded?
3: You figure dig me. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's always recording. It's always recording. That doesn't mean it always makes it. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. (laughs) But
1: it it is always recording. Because we haven't, clearly, we haven't prayed yet. We always have to pray.
2: And then when it's holy, I can't say any more words (laughs) like figure dig me.
4: (laughs)
3: welcome into another full life conversation we are continuing in the Daniel series which has been all about claiming your kingdom and today well we go to war that's right we're in chapter 10 of Daniel talking about kingdoms at war so it was very fitting that we would have Hawa Brown Asbury Harvest director of kids join us today to talk about what it means to really go to war for your family your church your community and beyond, and what we can do to pray into and for the next generation. They're way smarter, wiser, in tune with God and what's going on around them than we really give them credit for sometimes. And they're so capable of learning the warring lifestyle. So here's that conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, uh, seriously, so good. seriously, being a part of this Academy. conversation, mm-hmm. it's it's been really cool to to just see how this whole uh, series has progressed, and and just really glad that you're a part of it, mm-hmm. um, especially especially today's topic, um, kingdoms at war. Mm, yeah, um, and we're looking at chapter ten of Daniel, mm-hmm. um, verses four through fourteen. But before we get into it. Um, yeah, what is, you know, we, we've kind of been talking a lot about, uh, awakening on this mm-hmm. podcast and, and also just real life. So, um, so let's, yeah, let's get into like, what's real life look like for you right now these days. <laughs> and I know this is, we're recording this in the middle of June.
2: <laughs> School is out.
3: For the listener. Yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, just to give you some idea as to uh, what real life. So you're listening to this and real life is six weeks ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 pull out okay. the calendar <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah
3: yeah yeah but uh but anyway but yeah what is what does real life, life look like for you
2: man i i have to say it's looking a little better <laughs> like uh, surprisingly you know uh we got four kids and so it's always busy and it's always all the things right you think oh because somebody in ministry they got the perfect kids just do the perfect things and no, my kids are kids 110%. Like they're loud and they want to be in your face and Preach. if they come to your house they just want to see every room, just one time and then they got it out their system, right? <laughs> but, uh, but with that, you know, can come a lot of frustrations but it's just been so neat to kind of see that transition into something different. Uh, motherhood for me for a while felt like a job and so now it's turning into something mm. different where I have these little these little ones running and following me and want to come to work with me on Sunday morning like who wants to do that my mm. kids do mm. and so um it's been pretty sweet and I've been looking actually looking forward which is something I never thought I would say looking forward to school being out right because yeah. I'm like oh y'all need to go to school because we need a break from each other <laughs> but I've been looking forward to school being out just so we could kind of spend time with each other and so my husband was out of town in Vegas right for work he <laughs> suffered in Vegas for work West but um, <laughs> right poor child but um <laughs> Man, is like, okay, I'm gonna get up at five and I'm gonna work my six hours and be done by noon so me and the kids could hang out. And I did that. And I was really exhausted for five days straight, right? Yeah. But it was nice to kind of just be up and out and at them with the kids. And so mm. we're going on vacation. They're looking forward okay. to that. So okay. that'll be pretty cool. They awesome. don't know we're surprising them with their first Christian concert. First concert ever. So they'll wow. like see Lecrae and oh, wow. Tornwell oh. and a whole bunch of other people. What a great first one. Yeah. It's gonna be great hard to beat that. It's like a spirit festival. Who knew they had them? would've than a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So wow. life is pretty, pretty sweet. It's so good. That yeah.
0: is awesome. Yeah. Sounds you, like I fun. mean, unashamedly, you and Maurice do have real cute kids. I love Everybody else, aww. Thank you. Love your kids.
2: Thank you. Yeah.
0: Krista loves them especially.
2: I really yeah. do love all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are very entertaining. I don't really understand you don't they get all that entertainment (laughs) you don't (laughs) i'm just like i was thinking this morning and not to sound i don't be like oh my hope is so cute and stuff like that like i do think she's cute you know everybody else thinks she's really cute but i just think (laughs) she's like regular cute (laughs) but i was thinking this morning i'm like she is really amazing like she says some stuff that have me like where do you come from? <laughs> yeah, like where do you get that from? You know what I mean. And I never know what it's gonna be, but she always got something. Well, that blows my mind. Was it?
1: I guess Nathan, you and Asher and Callum and Bennett were all there, but like we were about to pray. Yeah. And Hope came in, and we were up front, about to pray after the, they were done a couple of weeks ago at Harvest, and um, she just walked right in the circle, and I said, "Well, Hope, we're about to pray." I said, "Do you want to? Do you want to pray?" For us and she said, she looked at me, she said, Yeah, let's go right over there. Like she she associates prayer with the prayer altar. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. And oil. That's amazing. Like she I
1: mean, she's she's been in church with me before and said, Let's go pray. I was like, Okay, well we'll do that minute. She said no, right now. (laughs)
3: Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: Because when hope talks and gives direction, you go with it.
2: She is a director. (laughs) I love it. Three? Four. Four. Yeah, wow. four years wow. old. She'll tell you she's about to be five. I'm like, girl, oh, you got like 200 and some days. <laughs>
4: yeah. And
2: she did. She prayed the sweetest prayer. I love her, "Heavenly
1: That was So hard. She just says
3: those words. Oh. First, she goes, oh. <laughs>
1: it's already. I'm a good already. A, I'm already in, in. a <laughs> puddle. <laughs> you know, like, oh
0: yeah, <laughs> so cool. I That's I, sweet. I don't remember what it was, but you you and Maurice talked about. I don't know if it was when y'all met or before. I don't know when it was, but at some point y'all talk about how many kids you want to have. And yeah. He, he said a lot. I don't remember how many he said. But how many he said? Because
2: it? I was like, you know, I wanted like nine or 10 or something. And instead of him going down because he like odd numbers, I must have said, Tim's like, well, we got to do 11. And I'm like, why not I go down to nine? <laughs> why we got to go up? Uh. Why, why go up? Uh, round down. Does that work? But it was so funny because after we had the twins, you know, I was trying to tell him, you know, maybe let's be done. Let's just be it. And he's like, no and then he finally was like, okay, I'm like, it's too late now, buddy. Harmony is coming, so I like, yes, should have thought about that sooner. <laughs> but, yeah, I can imagine. Like, how do you even manage that many little people? Well, I mean, to
1: your... If anybody
0: could do it.
2: To your credit, like, if it, if it can be done,
1: you're doing it. I don't know. And, right. But you don't just have four of your own. Like, there's so many other people that you are so... So you're so invested and involved in their lives. Like, I know it's right. not the same yeah. as <laughs> like, you know, you're four, yeah. you and Maurice is four, but like you, you That's do, you did that is a lot.
3: We talk about awakening a lot mm-hmm. and it's one of those less um, tangible parts of our mission or vision statement. Mm-hmm. So we'd love to hear your heart on that.
2: Yeah, it was so funny. I started back in um, 2018 (laughs) and, you know, this whole awakening and we were going up in the chapel and praying for an awakening. And I was just really intrigued, especially just coming in on staff and this was kind of happening. Like, what is this awakening thing? Like, how do you define that? And I mean, even almost five years later, it's still like, what is awakening? But I like Mm -hmm. to think of it as something and I say this, it's just like our relationship with God, right? It's not this one time or this one instance, right? It's like this constant, mm. something that's <laughs> always happened. It's continuous, right? It's, it's this learning experience. It's this refining. It's just this thing that just never ends. It doesn't happen just one time. Yeah, it can't yeah. just be yeah. defined by, oh, this happened and it always happened this way. no. It's so different and it happens in so many different ways. And and so I just love that. But I was reading something and they were saying that awakening occurs whenever we encounter and respond to God at some point of our unlikeness to Christ. And so I wow. love that. Right. You don't think of my unlikeness to Christ would be the thing that will awaken me. Mm. But I mm. love that tension. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I wow. like tension. But that tension of, ooh, this part of me or this thing in my life is so unlike Christ. But when God meet me there. Right. You like wow. see his face up front and in person. And so awakening happens and so that can happen all the time because we're human right yeah. mm-hmm. so i just really like that that's kind of just my snippet wow. of that's so awakening good.
3: wow that's great yeah. it's profound yeah and for god to to meet us in those places of unlikeness,
2: unlikeness.
3: Mm-hmm. wow <laughs> i love that y'all that's legit
2: yeah <laughs> it really is <laughs> wow
0: so good it's just interesting just when you say that just to hop in it makes me think of like okay so where's that area like mm-hmm. right now where am i unlike <laughs> christ the most yeah. Yeah. that's like really that's really intriguing yeah. it's intriguing to think of that i don't know i've never heard that quote before so that's like that's profound to me yeah. it's intriguing yeah. to almost reframe areas i'm not like christ as the area i might experience awakening right. it's like okay we'll lean <laughs> into that um yeah that's beautiful I will say, just as you talk about awakening, you know, it's interesting that Tommy sometimes says that like awakening, I think he says kind of like art. It's like you don't always know it until mm-hmm. you see it. And mm-hmm. then you're like, that's art. Like mm-hmm. art's hard to define, yeah. but you see it and it's like, that's it. It's interesting that I-, I feel like that's true of awakening. I also feel like it's true of like people that carry that and carry awakening. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just like, I don't even work at Harvest Hawa, but it is incredibly evident that the Holy Spirit has empowered you to carry
3: that yes. there.
0: Mm-hmm incredibly evident. Praise yeah. God, all praise of the Lord, yeah. but you're walking in that yeah, um, with the power of the Holy Spirit.
3: Well, yeah. I, I would say too, just in your countenance and just how you, how you address people, how you talk to people, how you treat people, um, how you, just in that kid's moment, um, every Sunday, you're, you're keeping awakening on the forefront of, of yes. people's minds yes. in harvest yeah. especially. Yeah. So.
1: And, and one of the things that I think we are we are seeing happen at Harvest, and people comment on it is that you are you're not giving a kid version of awakening in kids ministry. You're not giving a um, a smaller size Holy Spirit mm-hmm. vision to our kids ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, you are really leading the way in in discipling them to understand what it means at. At a young age, what it means when we say yes to Jesus and the Holy Spirit lives in us, and then we walk that out. And we talk about this often. We don't wait. Nope. You don't have to wait till you're an adult to use mm-hmm. your gifts that the Holy Spirit's given you. Like we walk it out now. And I think that's that's so profound. And it it absolutely is a game changer for our kids at harvest. They don't know that yet, but mm-hmm. my goodness, what it communicates to the mm-hmm. to the adults and and how that gives us such a such a broader view of you know, just like the different, different ages, mm-hmm. you know, how it spans the ages. And yeah. I, I just love that. And I think, um, that has been really evident to a lot of people too. And I just appreciate your, your willingness to do that in a way that is so honoring to God mm-hmm. and, um, really does want to empower the kids to understand what it means to pray and journal mm-hmm. and know how to share their faith yeah. and yeah. calling yeah. them really to, a, a standard that, a higher standard that is that we all need to be called to, quite honestly, you yeah. know, and to see it played out with the kids is just
2: is beautiful. Yeah, it really is. It's been really fun to. They to are watch them. That so cool. They <laughs> are. They are. Those kids are really smart. Um, a couple of summers ago, you came over and had lunch mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny, and I've been saying this since. I'm like, I love how I could say a bunch of stuff and somebody could take it and like turn it into a sentence. And that's what you did. I don't know if you realized this or remember, but <laughs> we were kind of talking about the kids' school and all the things, like all the stuff they're exposed to, our kids are, and how the world don't hold no punches or whatever. Yeah. And and you basically just said that he's like, Yeah, the world doesn't hold punches. So why should we? And it's like, Yeah. Why should we as Christians hold punches, hold back the Bible? Mm. No, put it in your hands, open it up, read it. What does it say? What does it mean? You know. And so that whole concept, and I just thank God because it's really Him. I didn't think that I would be in kids in ministry. Period. I thought I was gonna have my own spa or something, but um, He called me into ministry or whatever, and so I was like, okay, that's. An unlikely, th- you know, like I like kids, but I didn't think it would be that. <laughs> but um, so that's kind of like I meant to be here, but also just like leaning on him completely because mm-hmm. this is not my background. I didn't do mission trips. I grew up in the church and different things like that. But ministry is not my background. And so fully having to depend on him. And it's so I have awakenings when he speaks to me. Like, yeah. this is what I want you to do with the kids. To me, that's an awakening. Like anytime yeah. he yeah. speaks to me and I respond. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> in my likeness, because I want to do what I want to do. That's good, you know, but just being responsive to that or whatever. It's like, that's an awakening for me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh, you spoke oh, I obeyed. (laughs) Like that's the part like responding to that. So it's just been really cool to hear him talk and being obedient to that. Because that's also something I wasn't great at (laughs) before. Wow. It's also been fun to
1: see and uh, just very, very inspiring. Talking about talking about kids and what awakening looks like for them. Mm -hmm. So. We've been able to see glimpses of that at Harvest, particularly with our encounter nights. And there have been stories of, like, your kids and other kids who just have come forward uh, during our encounter night to receive mm. prayer and to pray mm. for others yeah. and mm-hmm. to pray for adults. It has just been such a beautiful thing to behold. Like, they are they are not only learning what it looks like by example Mm-hmm. We, we really do want to create spaces for them to walk into that in mm-hmm. ways that they have lots of guidance yeah. and mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're just, we're watching that. We're helping shape that and yeah. form that um, and different. So many people are doing that. You're amazing volunteers and just so many people are helping them understand, um, even if they don't have the words for it right mm-hmm. now, because as adults, we sometimes struggle to define mm-hmm. what it yeah. means, right. but they are, they are learning. Mm-hmm how to be more like Mm. Jesus in their areas where they're not currently like Jesus, you know, and, and what a beautiful, (laughs) what a beautiful gift to give them and to be able to see that, Mm. man, it's just, it always makes me think about the, the images we, um, the stories we read in the new Testament about Jesus and his interaction with, with kids. Mm -hmm. And I think if Jesus were here today, he'd be all in the kids moment. Harvest on Sunday morning. He'd be he'd be be at the altar (laughs) when when Hope and Harmony and Maurice and and want to pray. Mm -hmm. Like they they come forward, they want prayer, and then they want to pray for somebody else. I mean, Jesus Mm -hmm. would be all in the middle of that too. So so cool to see that. Mm -hmm. So so encouraging. So many amazing things going on.
3: Yeah, Uh, I love what you said about you know the world not holding any punches, Mm -hmm. Um, and how we need to be of that mindset that, that that this is we're at war yeah right. we're at yeah yeah i always get that from you that, that you're that's always the front of your mind yeah. You know, we're at war mm-hmm. and and i totally see you warring for your yeah. for your kids mm-hmm. you know for the kids that you've been put in charge of at harvest you're warring for the families of those kids yeah. you know it's just yeah. i can just yeah. see how it's the the ripple effect Hawa of of you warring Mm-hmm. um going to battle um so it's but it's interesting you brought that up because that's you know that's really what we're getting into yeah. today yeah. and mm-hmm. and this this whole series has been about two kingdoms claim the right one <laughs> yeah. um and and know that 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 there is a spiritual realm to our everyday real life that we need to be awakened to uh, in order to know that we that we need to be warring yeah mm-hmm. So, um, so I think it's really cool. I think we, we should get into Daniel 10 and let's read, let's read that passage. Um, who wants to read that? Did you have it?
2: Open? I have it. Do you okay. want me to read it? That'd be great. Volunteer me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. me. Yeah. Who wants to, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: who wants, who wants to read that Hawa?
2: As we all turn to Hawa. <laughs> <Yeah. Right. laughs> OK, so starting at uh, verse four, it says on the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, the Tigris, I looked up and there before me was a man dressed in linen with a belt of fine gold from the Euphrates around his waist. His body was like topaz, his face like lightning. His eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and his voice like the sound of a multitude. I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. Those who were with me did not see it, but such terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves. So I was left alone, gazing at this great vision. I had no strength left. My face turned deadly pale, and I was helpless. Then I heard him speaking, and as I listened to him I fell into a deep sleep, my face to the ground. A hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I am about to speak to you and stand up, for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the kingdom of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for the vision concerns, for the vision concerns a time yet to come.
0: Hmm. Hmm. So you definitely, this feels like a different Daniel than what we've been reading about, you know, like, like this feels very revelation. This feels very like, I mean, you're talking about eyes of, you know shining eyes and golden belt it's like oh, this feels super apocalyptic like and mm-hmm. and that would be true like if somebody's listening they're like this doesn't feel like the same book you've been talking about yeah mm-hmm. it, it kind of it feels like a different book i yeah. mean it becomes very apocalyptic mm-hmm. um, the last whatever five chapters are you know all these visions and um it's so funny when you're reading Hawaii i was thinking about uh when i grew up my dad kept two paintings around mm-hmm. and and one of them was a painting of a man on a hill looking over a city and he's looking into the sky and he sees in the sky, all these like like dragons and these ships that are sailing and these horsemen. And it's, it's all the things of revelation that mm-hmm. are painted in the sky. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid, that was the first time looking at that painting. I ever thought, wow, there's like an interaction mm-hmm. between like the world we see mm-hmm. and the world we don't. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what this feels like to me. It's like yeah. Daniel kind of in these chapters is engaging almost more with the unseen. Mm-hmm. He's having this angel come to him and this weird reference that the angel was delayed by like some (laughs) demonic power, like the Prince of Persia. Mm -hmm. So this is the first thing I think of when you read Mm -hmm. that is I'm like, okay, so Daniel's kind of at the intersection point of two kingdoms, Mm -hmm. a seen and an unseen, and somehow we as Christians are too. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. absolutely.
0: And to be honest, a little scary.
2: Like you're reading that, I was like, (laughs) wow. Yeah. Mm Yeah,
3: Pretty intense. Mm -hmm.
2: I was, I know it's Daniel, but as I was driving here and lightning is striking across the sky (laughs) in the midst of the storm as I was coming from my home, um, when I initially read this, I thought about Revelation, the book of Revelation, and just how he was kind of seeing behind the curtain of things, right? Mm -hmm. Like kind of how that picture of the hill or whatever, but then it was like, Ephesians 6, 11, when it talks about the full armor of God, and I'm not going to read it all, but um, verse 12 says that, and it just reminds me of this so much. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And so it goes on to say much more, like we need to have on our full armor of God. But it's just like, yeah. So if for one moment you're thinking that person that you don't like or don't like you or whatever, whatever trivial thing that is, like think even bigger, <laughs> yeah, because it's spiritual yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Not to scare anybody, but
3: yeah. But I think in the context of you know, everyday real life, what we come up against is is not the the flesh and blood that we're looking at. Whether it be our families, you know, whether it be the people we work with, whatever it might be,
4: mm-hmm.
3: we don't, we're not battling them. Yeah. We're being, we're under attack mm-hmm. in a whole other realm. Um, and how, you know, the enemy has, has uh, an IQ of 20,000. Mm-hmm. Um, not to give the enemy any glory, mm-hmm. but, uh, he's, he's well aware of what, um, or well aware of our weaknesses mm-hmm. well aware of our weakness to and and our propensity to come against one another mm. Mm. and for for the uh, the spirit of unity the, the 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 bond of peace to break down mm. um so it's a, it's it's a good thing to be so aware awake mm. to what is really happening yeah to discern what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Um, because man, if the, if, if the enemy wants to do anything, it's to take, you know, our emotions and, and, and make us come against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, you know. I was, um, uh, you know, I remember when the outpouring happened at Asbury university in mm-hmm. February, um, I got to go to that for just a brief period of time. And, um, as we're reading this passage, I'm reminded of standing in huge auditorium where everybody was, and I mean, just surrounded by this very intense time of worship. Mm. Um, really unlike much of what I've experienced in my life. I mean, I remember people um, shouting in praise. I remember somebody in the balcony like blowing very loudly on a shofar, like a ram's horn. I mean, just mm. this very intense oh, moment wow. of worship. And mm. uh, I remember thinking to myself, um, like in this moment, I am thinking so many of us have cared about things that just don't matter.
4: Mm.
0: Like I was just so confronted with like, mm-hmm. this is like heavenly. This is what God's mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what have we spent our time on? Why, why are we, so much doesn't matter. Yeah. And I, I feel that same way with this passage of like, as Daniel gets this vision of like the heavenly, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, if. We're in this kind of a war. We have to come to grips with so much of what we think has mattered doesn't matter. Right. Like the only thing Daniel's <laughs> commended for is as soon as your like prayers went up, you've been praying. Yeah. So if we leave, there's a war, mm-hmm. it automatically goes okay. There's a lot of things I care about that I probably shouldn't be spending time on. Yeah. And I should be praying. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend David Thomas says the most important thing about you is your prayer life. Mm. Yeah. And that's like one of many things we could take from this passage. But if we even believe that, you know, our struggle isn't against flesh and blood, if we believe Ephesians 6, 11, mm-hmm. it means, oh, well, I need to check my priorities. Right. What am I spending my time doing?
2: Yeah.
1: At the end of the, the armor that you referenced earlier, Hawa, it ends, um, just speaking of prayer, verse 18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions mm-hmm. with all kinds yeah, of prayers does. and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. And I think part of what I was thinking about as you guys were talking is yes there is a very real enemy and there is a battle going on that that we can't see and that would be really terrible news for us if we had to use weapons that didn't match in the supernatural so Mm -hmm. we have access to strength and supernatural power because of the holy spirit and his residence in us so we do have access to all of these Mm -hmm. like the armor of god and and his power and strength so um that should give us all hope in the in the midst of this conversation yes Yes, there is a there is a war raging and we know it and we feel it we may not since we don't have the eyes to see it Mm -hmm. um and with our with our human eyes, we feel the effects of it,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and that that is often where we talk about, you know, spiritual warfare or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Like we we don't see it necessarily for what it is, but man, we feel it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you know what it is. And so, I think the hope in this is there is a very real enemy of our souls, mm-hmm. and we have we have everything we need. Yeah, yeah. everything yeah. we need. Good call. Good yeah. call. You know, um, in the Good midst call. of that, and I love this passage. And Daniel, that that shows us in a very vivid sense, Ooh, this is this just brings to mind there is there is something going on. Um, but I love that it talks about, you know, he's highly esteemed.
0: Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. He's high- mm-hmm. let's
1: not forget who we are. Yeah, come on. Come <laughs> on. Let's not so forget good. who we are. Yeah. Good. Highly esteemed. Wow. We've talked about like so much in this series is like this theme of name. Yeah. You know, we're rooted in our name. We sustain our name yes. and we are highly esteemed Come on, and that is the place that is the fight stance right yeah there, right it's so good yeah.
3: <laughs> having, yeah. that
1: is
0: so stance. good
3: having everything we need yeah it's who we are yeah you know yeah. we are we're so taken care of and I think it it speaks to that one inch deep one mile wide yeah versus mile deep yeah <laughs> you yeah. know yeah uh and and just to, just growing in our discipleship, yes. going deep in our discipleship and really knowing who we are yeah. is so critical in, in being able to know that there is even a battle
1: yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: going on. So, uh, uh, but it, yeah, I mean, I, I love that you spoke to our identity again. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it just keeps coming back to yeah. that. Yeah, Chris, really that, so mm-hmm.
4: that is
0: so good. It's so good. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anybody teach in the context of spiritual warfare that knowing your name is the first step.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that
0: makes sense. Like that yeah. totally makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking yeah. belt of truth, like knowing who I am, like that makes sense. Yeah. But I've never heard that taught. Like that. well, like, That's your fighting stance. That yeah, is your that fighting is, stance. That is
1: our fighting stance. Yeah. And I think too, I think back to several weeks ago when we had the conversation about grief, like in, in the moments where things are really intense... I don't know why. And this may just be me, but those are the moments I am most likely to forget who I am. Right. And so Come I think on. that is man, and and that is well, we remember who we are and and we we fight the battle from there. Yeah. We already have victory. Yeah. We know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of Jesus. So if there's something that can take our mind off of who we really right. are, we're five steps
2: back. Yep.
0: Yep. Like, yeah. that's not the place so true. of
2: victory that we have to approach
1: this
0: from. But that is the enemy strategy. But, but that is right. the strategy. You're right. Is. You're, right. you're right. that's what I'm
2: sitting here thinking, like, Nathan, when you were saying, like, I'm not trying to give props to the devil or anything like that. Like, no. I think, we need to say his name in a calling out fashion like, hey, this is real. Because part of his thing is to have a wool over our eyes as if, oh, it's not spiritual. It's just because this is what happens on earth. No, he want you food like that. We have a real enemy. It's the devil. And and he's very strategic. He's Mm -hmm. very organized. And so if he could have us thinking like, Oh, no, it's not that it's Mm -hmm. not something other than what I could see or touch or feel or whatever. Then we're just going to think, oh, this is just how life is. But no, we're under attack. And so we need to be aware of that. We need to open our eyes. We need to be awakened. So we we could see that this is spiritual warfare.
0: Yeah. 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 It's so good.
2: He just used the same old things. Century after century. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't change it up. He he refreshes it a little bit because, you know, we got different swag these days. But it's the same old stuff from the beginning of time. Yeah. You know, when we were
1: talking about this series, Nathan, I remember um, when we were talking about this particular message. And you were thinking, okay, like, who would who would be a a good guest? And I instantly thought of Hawa. I remember
0: that. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when we were talking about that? that.
1: And and Hawa, I don't know if I told you this or not, but I thought about you instantly because... I have had a a close-ish view of how you fight Mm -hmm. the enemy against Mm -hmm. you. And Mm. it is prayer. Yeah. Mm. It is prayer. And I have witnessed it. And in so many aspects of your life, I know... I know parts of your story and mm-hmm. prayer has been such a part of that. Yeah. I know your ministry prayer is such a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and your family and yeah. just your passion for kids to be equipped and all that. Prayer is so much a part of that. Mm-hmm. So when we think about, you know, this whole conversation, this this idea of, of how we come to that, we, we are not ill-equipped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And prayer is absolutely how we... We need to be approaching this. Yeah, you know, I mean, sure, the full armor of God, absolutely, but but prayer is so is
2: so important to that. It's like when you get to a point where all you could do is pray, not like it's the last thing, but all you could do is pray to me, you've arrived because you get it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like the only one that could help me, that could save me, that could pull me out the trenches, that could do anything to change what's going on in my life is God. Yeah. And so yeah. when we open up that invitation to just talk to Him, it's like, okay, you've yeah. arrived. Yeah. Yeah. You're so there good. now. So, yeah. 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 So good.
0: Something I, I really like about what you just said is. You know, when I read, at times when I read Daniel, uh, I'm just being honest. Sometimes I feel like his life just feels so like, like perfect. Like he's Mm -hmm. doing so many things so well. Mm -hmm. Um, we have no record of his like family. Like we don't know what like his day to day is. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes I see things like his prayer life and I'm like, well, is that attainable Mm. for the average Mm. person? Mm but then God gifts us with people in the church today mm-hmm. that are doing that in yeah. real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's why I love Hawa that you have a family mm-hmm. and you have a job and a husband, and yet you're doing this kind of a prayer life. I'm just thinking to the person listening, it's like, that's awesome that Daniel can engage in spiritual warfare because he prays, right. but I'm not a monk and I don't have three hours a day. And <laughs> right. well, right. we got people in our midst that are doing full life and doing that. Yeah. And right. I think yeah. that just, speaks loudly yeah. and I think it speaks to the mom listening yeah. that has kids yeah. that is focused on, okay, what am I, what am I feed them tonight? Right. And what's our schedule for tomorrow? And right. that person, that the average Christian is empowered by the Holy spirit yeah. to engage in spiritual warfare and yeah. can, yeah. and it's that kind of person we need on yeah. the fight. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's right. That is true. Need some fighters. <laughs> yeah.
3: I think, um, I, don't, I, I keep coming back to this first and second half of the gospel, hmm. uh, co- going from complete awareness of sin to profound love for people like hmm. those, those are the two ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And what it takes, you know, what the different, there's 10 steps, if you will, you know, that go from awareness to indifference, to f- uh, f- worry about sin and then forgiveness. Uh, of sin and then forgiveness of sin and to acti- and being active in your church. Like that's the first half. And then it goes into brokenness and, mm-hmm. and godly sorrow. And it takes you through uh, all the way to profound love for God and f- profound yeah. love for people. Um, and uh, there's a, like that is like, that is a progression of awakeness, of, of mm-hmm. awakening, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it does take us, I think from a, an aware, an, a complete unawareness mm-hmm. to awareness of yeah. the spiritual realm mm. and um and I think that's that is the crux of the second half of the gospel because it, it this 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 walk with Jesus isn't just fire insurance yeah it is it is the life that he intended for us on earth kingdom life on earth what does that look like yeah and I think we're you know if if we're really Honest, I would say that so many of us, that level of like knowing uh, knowing the spiritual warfare side of things, that there is even a battle going on in the spiritual realm, is something that we don't talk about enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and we certainly don't deal with enough. We certainly don't step into enough. And I think in so many ways, our encounter nights are kind of where we make room. Mm-hmm. Uh, for God to move in us mm-hmm. and then through us mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. what we can do in warring mm. yeah. for whatever it is, yeah. whatever, what whatever it is that's going on in our lives, whether it be for our families or for our, right. you know, for our friends and, and community, our cities, praying for our cities. Yeah. And, um, like yeah. we talked about, you know, our city being our, our immediate family, you yeah. know, um, so anyway, I think, I think, uh, I just keep coming back to first and second half of gospel and we talk about, you know, the levels of discipleship, yeah. shallow discipleship mm-hmm. versus deep discipleship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's, I think if we really take stock of where we are, God help us. Yeah. You know, yeah. Holy yeah. Spirit come, lead me, lead me to a place where I am more aware of what you're doing in the spiritual realm. and. And help me to join you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, in in battle.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: That is who we are. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, from a place of confidence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can do that from a place of confidence because of who we are. Absolutely.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is something that um, we all feel to different degrees. Just Nathan and you talking about the encounter night. I'm reminded of our last encounter night that we had at Harvest, and I had during our our prayer time. Of course, we have prayer the whole night. If you've not, if you're listening and you've not been, it's just, a. It, as Nathan said, it's just a place to, to make room. But we, we do have some set-aside times of prayer. And I remember this past encounter night, I prayed for more of our kids. I prayed for more kids than I did adults. Kids coming to the altar saying, I need prayer because I get really anxious when I take a test mm-hmm. and I don't want to be really anxious. I know Jesus doesn't want me to be anxious mm-hmm. and I want to have a better relationship with my sister. And it just feels like we fight all the time. And I, I know that I know Jesus mm. doesn't want that. You know, like yeah. So there's this there's this sense of awakening that is happening and, and they recognize um, they are not like Jesus in those areas. Uh, and they're yeah. inviting in mm-hmm. like spirit, come and mm-hmm. and do this work in me because they sense this battle yeah. that do. we're talking they about. Do. Yeah. Yeah. You're they sense it. Let's, they sure let's not do. minimize that. Yeah, they sure do. they yeah. are fully aware. I mean, I can, I can name at least a couple of your kids mm-hmm. Hawa, that have already a, a gifting and a calling for prayer yeah. in their yeah. kids, you know? And so, I think that should be very inspiring to those of us who are adults um, to think, oh, man, like, God's spirit is alive and at work and he's at work and, and so many people from all different ages. I think it should call us to a deeper level of discipleship ourselves right. as adults. Yeah. Mm. Because if we've got yeah. kids who are sensing this and they're in tune to this, then let's make sure we're not missing it. Right. Yes. Like we there's so much we can learn from them. Mm-hmm. So much we can learn from them. Yes. And I could hardly get through that night praying for them because it's like, Lord, you are doing something right now yeah. in these kids yeah. and like, I don't want to miss what you're doing. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just I think we I think we need to keep all of that in mind mm-hmm. um, and how I mean, they man. sense it and they feel it. And it looks different for them, but it's no less something for them. Hawaii, I think about um, you guys as a family. Y'all just felt like, man, there's a lot going on in our schools.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And what is a thing we can do? Can you share just briefly what y'all
4: have yeah. done just
1: because um, of that that, that battle, that tension?
2: Yeah. In like, the world? <laughs> COVID. After <laughs> COVID. <yeah. sighs> the COVID. But you know, it just seemed like after COVID, not that these things weren't happening because they were, but after COVID, it was just like it set off something in the schools where there was being more fights and just a whole bunch of behavior issues. And our kids go to public school or whatever. You know, it's just like, hey, you got to be the light in the world. So <laughs> this is what it is. <laughs> but, um, just hearing all this, like this year or uh, whatever, it was like, well, let's go and walk around the school and pray. Mm-hmm. Like, we could talk about it, we could complain about it, but what you gonna do about there it? You like, go. There thing. you go. There you like, go. Like, okay, now what are we gonna do about it? it? So, this is your school, you want change, pray about it. And right. So just walk around the school and guess what? If it's raining, we could drive around the school. And for some reason, the gate is locked. Then, hey, we'll stand at the front of the school. pray. <laughs> but just trying to be intentional and just letting them know y'all got the power to change this. Yes. I don't want them to become adults and be like, oh, the Holy Spirit ain't real or that's a fairy tale in the Bible. Uh, no, thank you. That's right. Yeah. That's no right. return yeah. to sender on that. Y'all yep. have the power <laughs> now. Oh, come on. Y'all got The Holy Spirit now. So what we going to do about it? Yeah. So that's what that was yeah. the approach.
1: And I think that's so good. That is something any of us can do wherever we are. Yeah. yeah. You said, OK, kids, we can complain about it. We can gripe about yep. it. Or what are we going to do about, what it? We're gonna do about it? So you load your family up in the car. <laughs> you go up to school on a Saturday. Right. You walk around the school and pray yeah, because yep. the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I'm sorry, I learned it in King James, so it just comes out
2: in King James. (laughs) But that is
1: is powerful, and that is tangible, and that's something we can all do. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We can all do it, regardless of where we are. We don't have to make a big show about it, Mm -hmm. but we do need to be doing something. Yes. That's an action we can all take.
0: That's right. That's right. right.
1: Any person of any age, whatever level of faith in Jesus, however new it is to you, or however many years you've been doing it, we can all do that. That's
3: right. We can all That's do right. It.
1: So encouraging for all of us to think there is something I can do in the midst of the battle.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, what's so cool is that it, it, it is so much different for, for children learning a new language as opposed to adults learning a new language. Mm-hmm. Just the way our brains have been trained, mm-hmm. how much more, um, how much more our brains have experienced as adults and how much less we are able to, Teach something new to our brains like a a language. Um, And prayer, in so many ways, especially spiritual warfare, is a language Mm -hmm. to learn. Yeah. And it is harder for for adults to learn it. But man, I love that you are teaching the language to your children. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that we need to wake up to as the church. I completely agree. to, To teach our children. Mm-hmm. If we want to see awakening happen, mm-hmm. it's something that we as adults are probably not going to see in our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. But man, if we're not teaching our kids the language right. of yep. spiritual warfare and right. prayer, you're right. And, you're what right do you, and what are you going to do about it? Yeah. That's exactly right then what, what, what hope do we have for, yeah. for, for the future generations? That's right. right. That's right. And so, um, so I love that, uh, that you are, you know, you're just, it's like clockwork, you know, almost, I mean, just, you're just, well, what are we going to do? Let's go pray. Yeah. It's yep. your school. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You pray yep. for
3: your school. Yeah. You know, so that they grow up going, oh, well, I, I'm just going to pray about it. Right. That's yeah. right. That's
0: exactly. right. And that's the knee jerk response. Yes. The
3: yeah, knee jerk yes. response is, oh, the prayer. Yep. yep. And not even that. It's just, okay, God, because he's right there. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, man, that's so good. I just I, love... One
0: One thing that is, you guys, this is so cool about this whole conversation is, I mean, this is so reflective of the book of Daniel. Like mm-hmm. when you think back to literally the very first sentence of the book talks about this whole thing happening, you know, when Daniel's like a teenager, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It starts off, he's like maybe 13 to 17. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, how how does Daniel get to the point, right? A thirteen to seventeen year old. He's got this awesome faith that he can resolve to consecrate. The only speculation people have is that as a child he met with God somehow. Yeah. Yeah. That he connected as a kid. Yeah. And that's yeah. where he learned. Yeah. Sure. How to pray the kind of prayer we're reading about now. Yeah. Later on that, child. Wow.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you think about it. It's exactly that, like throughout the Bible, especially the Old Testament, parents didn't go to church and their kids went to a different area. They were all together when Moses read the thing like it's like, oh, kids go play on the mountain. No, we are all here together. So it starts in the home with the family, like in a learned behavior, just like we could teach our kids. Any other thing like our faith could be a learned behavior where it just becomes a part of us where it's just ingrained in us so much that we're just praying automatically and maybe not even realize that we're just walking and praying and talking to God because that's what we've been doing our whole life. That's That's what we've been seeing our parents do like it's it's what we live and breathe and eat. right and that's what they always did in the bible those babies was on their hips or strapped to them or whatever they did to carry Mm -hmm. them around and the little kids as well that's why jesus was able to take them and sit them on his knee or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm, you know he wasn't afraid of kids and they were always around and so to me that's even a different thought process of hey we could do this thing together yeah
3: (laughs) i really think we need to to just spend time praying for our kids ministries yeah Mm -hmm. Um, our kids and the kids ministries and the families whose you know, kids are in the kids ministries.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: I think that would be really good. Lori Mennikheim, um, Karen Hosmer, mm-hmm. Tiffany McCauley.
0: Yep. Danny,
3: Carla.
1: All the volunteers. All
3: the volunteers.
1: Wow.
0: Yep. And just but before we pray for them, I would just say to the. I think doing what and Maurice do of literally praying around your school, I just think that somebody needs to do that. Somebody listening, yeah. yeah. do that. Yeah, do it's something. Needed. Do it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. take that step.
1: You talk about shifting something in the in the yeah. spiritual realm. Mm. Yeah. Can wow. you imagine as many schools as we have as many schools. in Madison City, Madison County, mm-hmm. private and public?
0: Mm-hmm. That's we start going walking war.
1: around the school. That that's is going to war. That's, come on. That it, Bring it. <laughs> that bring that it. That's As we are yeah. not messing around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Jesus, we don't come in our own name right now. That's
1: mm-hmm. right.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: We don't come in our own name. We come in the only name that gets us in the throne room, God. Mm-hmm. Yes. We come in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Same name, Daniel came in, Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, I thank you that going to war doesn't mean we have to pray out loud. Mm-hmm. It sometimes means that. We just thank you so much for um, just the, the battle that was won so long ago on Calvary. And we four and those listening just claim that in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. the battle you won. We thank you that you're victorious, yes. that you ride a white horse, that you were victorious. Mm-hmm. Uh, trampling down the enemy without our help. Yes. We praise you for that. Mm-hmm. I praise you that, as Chris has said, we've been given everything we need for life and godliness. We have the full armor. Thank you, God. Yes. So we don't even engage this prayer time as people that are um, weak. And God, we for pray for anybody listening that just needs to be reminded of their name,
4: mm.
0: that just needs to take that stance again. God, we pray you to remind them is they're a daughter, they're a son. Mm-hmm. Right now, would you stamp that upon them, Lord? Yes. I pray that just like Aslan breathed on the kids in Narnia, would you just breathe on them Jesus? And would they just receive a fresh revelation of who they are? Yes. Yeah, we ask that you would raise up the church. Mm-hmm. And the church listening would rise up and we would go to war, Lord. Yes. But so often we don't go to war until we're faced with losing something we can't mm-hmm. afford to lose. Mm-hmm. And so I pray you'd remind us of what's at stake mm-hmm. and what the cost is. Mm-hmm. Lord, I especially want to just pray for mothers and fathers that are listening that okay. I pray that you would raise up in them a fierce warrior spirit to fight for their children,
1: Lord. Yes. yes Lord.
0: I pray, uh, as Hawa said, just against the temptation to just complain mm. and just speak about the bad things happening in culture. And I pray that would become a fighting spirit, Lord. Yes. That you teach them to fight like Daniel did, not in the flesh, um, but in the spirit. Mm. We pray for zeal in our people. Mm. God, we're even just sorry for the ways that we have not fought, and we mm-hmm. want to apologize for that, Lord, yes. for the ways that we've allowed culture to dictate what's happening in our kids. Yes. Holy Spirit, anoint our leaders, for Tiffany, for Carla, for Danny, for Lori, for Hawa, for Karen, for every single person that works with kids. We just pray a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit yes. of them right now. Yes. yes. Defeat yes. the schemes against them. Uh, would you bless their marriages, uh, bless their families. Yes. And... Um, we pray for more Daniels and more Esthers to be raised yeah. up in our children's ministry. Yes. Consecrated young people that would be all in, whose native tongue would be prayer. Mm. Yes. It would be people raised up that are fully, fully, fully available for the work of God. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, Jesus. Maybe so, Father. Maybe yeah. so, Spirit.
2: Yeah. Mm. Mm. Or you know you know everything what's going on with our kids and our young adults and our adults even middle age and our elderly community Lord like like from the youngest to the oldest you know what's going on and so when I think about um, the spiritual warfare and this war that goes on in the kingdoms right I just think about all those individual people that may feel like they don't have anything that they could do about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, Lord, I just ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would remove that. doubt. Yes,
0: yeah. I agree, Lord. Remove yeah. that
2: spirit yeah. from them. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's just a spirit that's not of you. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I just ask that you would. um Allow them to be awakened to the fact that there is something that they could do about it. They don't have yeah. to sit on their hands. That's right. They could stand on their knees yeah. and they could just give it all to you, Lord, because my goodness, if I don't know anything, I know for a fact that you answer prayers, Lord. Yeah, yeah. And so I just ask that you build up all the ages to just that. Yeah. And so, Lord, as, as we think about our kids, men, people from volunteers or those that's on staff or whatever it may be, Lord, I just ask that you would just um blow a phrase wind on them because sometimes things are just hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're trying to figure the things out and we and we don't feel like we have an answer or we don't know what we're doing or we're getting hit with some things that we've never been hit before okay Mm -hmm. just turn on the news or go visit a school or whatever the case may be all of that lord so i just ask that you would just blow a fresh wind Mm -hmm. on them lord and lord as we think about that not that it's just all about the kids i'm not saying that that's not what's being portrayed here today But if we think about it's about the children and we think about the fact that we are all your children, Mm. that means that no one is exempt. That means that we all need your love. We all need your kindness. We all need your presence in our lives, Lord. And so as our Father, as our Heavenly Father, as our good, good Father, I just ask that you would just put your arms around us so we could Mm. feel your presence, Lord. Mm. You know all the things that we're gonna come up against. Like this is only the beginning Mm. and we need to know what to do. And so what do we do? We turn to you, but not in a passive way because Mm -hmm. you created us smart. Mm -hmm. And and so we could fight this thing with you at the front, on the front lines for us, Lord. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that's been kind of shaken up right now, Lord. And so many things that just seem uncertain to people. But you, Mm -hmm. you, Lord, Mm -hmm. you are the certainty that I have. You are the beginning in the end, the alpha in the Omega. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just think about how Daniel, you know, a chapter or so before and when he was praying, he realized I just need to be asked to be forgiven for my sins for the whole nation of Israel, right? Like mm-hmm. they've been living this life and doing this thing the way they wanted to, and now what you said will come has come. And so it took him to just ask for forgiveness and to repent and to just say out loud what they've been doing that was not of you, Lord, and you sent somebody. And so that's what I'm asking today. Just like Garrett said, we just need more Daniels, more of us that'd be willing willing to just um, not even be proudful, but just come to you, Lord, I'm sorry. I realize what we've been doing as a nation, as a church. Mm. And I just ask for your forgiveness, Lord, would you just come and continue to be with us, Lord? And so I lift up the kids. I lift up our adults. I lift up the elderly people. I lift up everybody in ministry, Lord. I just help them to take their fight stance, yeah, right. right? Help them to take their fight stance, Lord, right now. And I, ask, I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus because you mm-hmm. say if we do so, it will be done. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking it with confidence. I am sure. And I'm just looking forward to what it's going to be. Yeah. So thank you, Lord, for everything right now. I ask that in Jesus' name. Mm.
3: That's church.
1: Absolutely.
3: Hawaii, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your your leadership. Yeah. Thank you for how you lead and just how you continue to to war and and teach our kids to war. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for doing that. Yeah.
1: Thank, thank you for, for making here. yourself
3: uh, is making yourself available for that you know? yeah
1: keep using your voice we need to hear it yeah <laughs> we all need to use our voice and we we need to we need to hear your voice thank you for the way you steward that so well so faithfully thank y'all
3: thank you for when you're going to be coming back
1: yes yeah. in advance, <laughs> yeah. in advance. Yeah. In all told. thank you yeah. In advance.
3: yeah yeah no this has been great appreciate yeah. you Wow, how awesome was that. And now we can all say you don't want to miss the next time with Hawa. Please send any thoughts or questions for us to podcast at weareasbury.com. If this or any episode has impacted your life, please give us a rating and share it on social media or just text it to a family member or a friend. Not only do we hope this will spark conversation with those in your circle, it will really help grow our reach and impact more and more lives. Thanks again for joining us as we live real life with each other, full life with God and kingdom life on earth. See you next time. You figure dig me?